Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to Jesse Lakes from Genius Link about specifically noting your links, your affiliate links as sponsored. And this was sort of spawned by Google mentioning how links need to be attributed in specifically like saying they are sponsored links. And there's some, uh, I would say, light controversy about how we should view this. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Jesse, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Yeah. Some, some controversy. This is going to be a good conversation. So for the people that don't know you at all, can you give just a quick intro about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am the co-founder and CEO of, uh, of GeniusLink. Uh, GeniusLink is a link management platform focused on Amazon's affiliate program. Um, and I help affiliate marketers make more money. Awesome. And people can listen to several of the other episodes that you've been on. We'll, we'll link those up in the show notes and description here. And they can learn more about you personally and some other topics that we've covered in the past, of course. So I'm going to throw this over to you, Jesse, and let you explain, you know, why this is even a conversation that we're having right now. What, and I'll sort of guide you and say, can you tell us like what Google did um, to make us even think about this? And then we'll sort of branch out into the specifics and how it impacts affiliate marketers like us. Sure. Yeah. So in in the world that we live in, right. Um, you know, web, web markers, web affiliate marketers that looking to, to earn revenue from, from commissions. Yeah. There's, there's kind of two general overlords, right? There's, there's Google, which is in charge of your traffic and there's Amazon, which is in charge of your monetization. Um, and as, as good entrepreneurs, web entrepreneurs, we, we need to kind of abide by the rules of both those. And for the most part, that's, that's relatively easy, right? You know, Amazon has some things they talk about and Google has some things they talk about. And as long as we follow Google's rules and suggestions, for the most part, our traffic should hopefully increase. And as long as we, you know, don't do something stupid and make Amazon mad, you know, we're able to, to kind of monetize that traffic through the, through the affiliate commission. So that's kind of our, our general situation here. Taking that a step further back, um, you know, just like Amazon asks you to have your um, you know, note that it's a it's an affiliate link to make the FTC happy, and you know, mention that you're an Amazon affiliate to to make um, you know Amazon's uh, compliance team happy. Google also has other signals that you're supposed to be sending as well, right? Part of the whole SEO strategy is just kind of following Google's rules, et cetera. And Google has all these different hints about how things should be done, et cetera. You know, use your H1s, the right place, H2s. But there's this, this whole thing about how to tag tag your links, you know. Uh, and it kind of the, the most popular one was this whole rel equals no fall. That's, that's been around for, for a decade plus. And that was kind of the attribute we were supposed to add to our it's called the href tag, right? The, the link tag inside of our, our links to kind of help Google understand when these were affiliate style links, um, when when Google shouldn't attribute some of your link juice in, in that direction. I'm sorry, throwing out some of these 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 terms that <laughs> those that dabble in SEO probably understand, those that don't, my, my apologies. Um, I'm sure there's more technical terms as well. I haven't dabbled deeply in SEO in quite some time, but I still know that getting these these attributes is a pretty important part, again, to making sure, sure that where those worlds combine between Google and Amazon, there's not really conflict. So for the longest time, rel equals no follow. As long as you had that in your affiliate links, life was good. You were fine. But things have changed. Um, 
you know, Google has kind of uh, upped their game to, to some degree, and there's a, a couple new ones. So there's this REL equals sponsored, and this REL equals UGC, UGC standing for user-generated content. And again, Google wants you to be a good web citizen and, and mark your links as such so that their crawlers better understand how to credit these, these links coming through. Um, the challenge here now, though, comes from the rel equal sponsor. Uh, there was some some strong hints from from Google not too long ago that they really want affiliate links to have an attribute of not no follow but sponsored. No follow seems to be fine. I guess that's that should be important to say is that if your affiliate links continue to have no follow, you're you're fine. That's I guess the TLDR of this conversation. But to really follow Google's guidelines and Google's guidelines are hints typically become you know their guidelines in, in the longer term. It's a hint at this point. Um, they're asking for that rel equal sponsored. Sure, makes sense until you dig deep into Amazon's operating agreement for their affiliate program, where they specifically say you can't embellish the relationship you have with Amazon. Um, and in part of that paragraph, they specifically mention the word sponsored. So if you're reading it at the highest level, Amazon says, no, you can't say you're sponsored. And Google's saying, yes, please tell us that you're sponsored. And obviously, those two things conflict. So which overlord wins here? Is, is there something going on there? Um, I'll take a breath there. <laughs> okay. There was a, a great explanation. And if, if people were having a hard time following along specifically with certain tags and, and what we're exactly talking about, you do have a blog post over at the Genius Link blog where it obviously spells it out in actual text. So you can see these different attributions, what they used to look like, what they would look like, and all the details there. So... Before I ask a couple questions here, I will say that by the time that I got into affiliate marketing, it was like 2013 or so, Google was already pretty smart and they knew when you had a link that was an affiliate link and I've never put a no follow on my affiliate links because Google can figure it out. They know it's going to like a product page on Amazon or whatever and it has all these uh, different uh, sort of tags and uh, tracking. So I'm pretty sure Google knows what the affiliate links are. That said, best practice would be to put no follow on there and some of the tools, um, you know, out there do it. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I've never used one in general, the, the no follow tag. Mm -hmm. So when the, this information came out, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I am going to continue not doing anything just because, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit lazier in, in, in some ways and I've stopped freaking out when new information comes out like this. So was, was that a dog over there? Yeah, we have a, we have the black lab sleeping right behind me. I think she's uh she just woke up from a dream. Sorry about that. That's all right. What I, I love it when dogs dream, uh, Georgie often barks and yelps and stuff. So um, yeah, the little twitching feet is one of the cutest things in the world. And, and uh, what's that dog's name? This is Fern. Fern? Does Fern? Fern the Black Lab. Does uh, Fern sleep like right with you all day long? She she stays pretty close. Yeah. Um, she's, a, she's a big fan of, well, especially uh, when I do a lot of one-on-ones, I go for walks. So she needs to be at my feet to know that it's time to do a one-on-one -on -one with one of my team members so that she can be ready to go. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's very strategic that she sleeps. Yeah. Now she's moving to sleep right on my feet. So yeah. That's perfect. It keeps your feet warm. So that's Absolutely. Good. All right, we'll try to keep Fern quiet over here. We're trying to run a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's great to have dogs on the show, um, even if it's not my own. 
Okay, so I haven't done anything uh, different because of this because I am, like I said, a little bit lazy and I assume that Google probably knows that these are affiliate links and I don't, you know, personally, I'm not thinking there's going to be any issue with it in the short or sort of long term. However, one should, you know, look at the information, the user, uh, the webmaster guidelines in this case and other information around it to make a decision on your own. Um, Okay, so... I'll stop here for a second. Any thoughts on what I just said, Jesse? Have you heard other people be pretty um, casual about this too? Yeah, and it's you're absolutely right. You know, Google Google does amazing things, right? I, this is again uh, kind of a bit of antiquated knowledge, but at one point there was over like 300 different hints about how how important and how much link juice should flow through a link. So if you're missing one out of 300, right? That's doesn't really matter. Um, so you're you're absolutely right that that uh, Google probably wants more people to to follow these, but it's it's not a hard and fast rule by by any means. In theory, everyone doing it makes things a little bit easier for the different crawlers out there. Google seems to be doing just fine with with their crawler or their search engine um, for the most part. But that being said, you know if you have the time and the energy and you are really gung ho on on making sure your SEO is as as good as it can be. Making sure you have the right attributes in your links may be that little nudge to get you from you know page two to page one or from rank two to rank one. I can't say that, but again, it's <laughs> Google recommends it. Okay. Okay. And another thing, you know, like you said, um, some people are looking at this in a very literal sense. So and we'll give a shout out to uh Matt over at Amalinks Pro, and he has a blog post that is sort of um, in opposition to sort of the view that that we have, right? So, and just to follow up on that, you know, we 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 think very highly of Matt. We think very highly of Amalinks Pro, and, and and definitely appreciate him putting out that blog and that information. He, he's he's a great guy. But yes, we disagree. Perfect. Yeah, it's and, not for the first time. And, and and I think you know in this case, like, like I said, we'll link up so you can go read um, what the Amalinks Pro interpretation of this is. And I, you know, I, I tend to you know not agree with Matt either. He's been on the show before too, so we're all we're all friendly and everything. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. Otis is the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. Today, the feature domain is longevityreporter.org, and it, back in the day, contained news about aging and living a longer life. It looked at preventative and regenerative medicine, biotech, and social policy to support longer living. It was created back in 2014, so that means it's seven years old. It still has a domain rating of 19 and a domain authority of 36. So I would say, you know, this is kind of adjacent to the your money or your life area and could potentially help your site build some trust through the existing backlinks that this site has. And there are 185 referring domains, 143 are do follow, which is pretty nice. And there are some high authority linking domains, including 
H-A-B-R.com, which I'm not even sure what that is, sciencing.com and freerepublic.com. It's still indexed in Google. And if you join using my affiliate link, you can get $100 in your account. And of course, that helps support the show. If you make a purchase, I potentially get a commission. So it's worth checking out. And honestly, as I'm recording this ad right now, I'm thinking, it sounds like my voice needs to be regenerated. I'm still struggling after a conference I went to. And wow, I need to make sure I go to quieter places so I don't have to yell across the bar at people just to have a conversation. But that's neither here nor there. I do appreciate Otis sponsoring these episodes. And let's get back to the show. So um, on that note... I guess, can, can you talk about your, I guess when you saw Matt's post and, and that sort of thing, just what you thought and, and why you've arrived at a different conclusion? Absolutely. So after a decade of, of running Genius Link, we've, we've built uh, quite the network of, of experts um, in, in the affiliate realm. Um, and fortunately, uh, we have you know, relatively easy access to some of these experts as well. So, so after doing some, some research on our side, you know, it was important that we had a, a clear uh, answer for our clients that were asking a very similar question. So we did some, some very thorough research and got some very clear-cut answers that, that aligned. They weren't contradictory as, as sometimes they are when you, you're trying to research a deep, deep subject. And the gist is that Amazon's rules about you know, embellishing that relationship, not mentioning your sponsor, are very important to follow. But those rules apply to words on a page, not to code. Um, when you have rel equal sponsored in the code of a page, that's not what that is not what's being reviewed um, when you're the Amazon compliance team is, is looking at your account, looking at your website. So as long as that sponsored is part of the code, which the href tag is inside your page, you're perfectly fine. You can you can abide by Google's recommendations and you can keep Amazon happy as long as rel equal sponsored is in code. As, long, as soon as you say sponsored in Amazon in close proximity, that's when you're you know, getting yourself uh, closer to getting in trouble or okay. in trouble. So if it's in code, you can, you can say, you know, sponsored, you're going to be in good shape. And it sounds like, I mean, just to extend that further, you said there, Amazon is reviewing what is on the page visibly, not the code specifically, right? That's a great question. I can't definitively say everything the review from my understanding, the review that they're doing specifically around that embellishment is not in code. So there's I'm sure they I'm sure they look at your code as well because that's where they're finding the tags that I don't know Amazon's compliance process. I I I I tried to learn. I'm a student of it as much as possible, but I can't definitively say what they do or don't do or how they do it or why they do it. I was just trying to figure out if I could write mean stuff about Jeff Bezos in the code without getting in trouble. So, okay, well, I'll have to figure out a different way to do it then. <laughs> okay. You don't want your space ride, do you? <laughs> so, so basically, as long as, um, well, and again, we'll point people towards the, the blog post that you have. But basically, if you put the rel equals sponsored, you're going to be okay at Amazon is not going to say you are implying that Amazon is sponsoring your website, correct? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Simple as that. Yeah, we can, we can keep that one. <laughs> Straightforward. It, exactly. 
Okay, cool. Now, are there any other like implications around this specific topic here? Again, it's it's best use, you know, to have it or don't have it. You know, I'm sure there's lots of websites like your own that that don't have any rel, you know, uh, attributes in their links. But um, if you can do it and do it right, it may be that little thing that that bumps you up in the SEO. Um, but it's probably not worth losing sleep over. Um, what's more important, you know, is obviously making sure that you're abiding by Amazon's, you know, rules for not getting kicked out of their their program, their their operating agreement. You know, not doing not doing stupid things. So yeah. Keep both those overlords happy and hopefully good things will will come. Awesome. This has been great, Jesse. Thanks for breaking it down for us. Uh, where can people find you if they want to connect or learn a little bit more? Sure. So the Genius Link blog is probably a great place to, to learn more, you know, geniuslink.com slash blog. Um, and you can find me on, on both LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Uh, I believe it's uh, slash Jesse Lakes on LinkedIn and Jay Lakes, I believe, on Twitter. Fantastic. All right. And everyone check out uh, the Genius Link blog. It's very good. It's one that I actually do read. And um, you know, Jesse has been on the show so many times. So check out those other episodes as well. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks a lot to Jesse. It's always good to catch up with him. And he is very well informed. He has the his ear to the ground. Thanks a lot to Jesse. It's always good to catch up with him. I like talking to him because he is, I think, 100% more well-informed about some of these more current events that are going on. He's working with customers each day and has conversations with a lot of people that are aware about certain rules and things that are happening, just like this one. And I, I was going to say that just in general, the Amazon Associates operating agreement is, I mean, it's a legal document and agreement. So it reads that way and it's a little bit confusing sometimes. So I think, uh, you know, having some things broken down in plain English, even if there are some sort of gray areas within the interpretation, it does give us a good idea. And hopefully directionally, we're kind of making the right decisions here. There's some things that are very easy to know that they are not allowed, like listing the price of a product that is not uh, sort of, what word am I looking for? Updated on a regular basis using the API or some other reliable source. So, you know, that's something that you're not supposed to do using images in the proper way. There's a few things that we know are specific rules and we need to follow them. But in general, I mean, the other part of this is Amazon can actually, you know, terminate your membership in the associates program if they want to. So even if you are generally following the rules, technically they can kick you out of the program. I think that's part of the fine print. And, you know, to the point that I was making earlier about how Jesse is more well-informed, I started that sentence and I did not uh, know how it was going to end. I also didn't look at the operating agreement in the last, you know, week or so. It's much longer than that, to be honest with you. But the point is, uh, Jesse knows a lot and I think I can generally follow his lead on this one. The other portion that I want to point out is Amalinks Pro. I mentioned that 
they have an opinion on this. There's a link in the show notes so you could check it out and read what Matt Allen had to say about it. But I'll just read like the first couple paragraphs because he gets to the point pretty quick. So this is from the post on Amalink's Pro blog. Can I use RHEL equals sponsored for Amazon affiliate links? It seems that there is some confusion in affiliate marketing circles on whether you can or should use the RHEL sponsored link attribute for Amazon associate links. In fact, we've had several Amalinks Pro users write in and ask us if we'll be adding a feature so that it's included with Amalinks Pro. Here's the short answer. No, we won't be adding the RHEL sponsored as an option with Amalinks Pro anytime soon. The reason is simple. We believe that adding RHEL equals sponsored to Amazon affiliate links would not be compliant with Amazon's policies. We determine this based on everything we've learned about the RHEL sponsored attribute from many different sources and based on actual text within Amazon Amazon's current policies. So here is the actual text straight from the operating agreement. Actually, I'm not going to read that whole thing here, but I'll, I'll skip ahead and say this is the section in which Matt highlighted from the operating agreement. You will not misrepresent or embellish our relationship with you, including by expressing or implying that we support, sponsor, or endorse you or express or imply any affiliation between us and you or any other person or entity except as expressly permitted by this agreement. So that is directly from the operating agreement. And that is why Matt believes even if you note a link as REL sponsored as Google has suggested people do, Matt believes that Amazon tells us that we shouldn't say that Amazon is sponsoring us. So it is, you know, connecting a few dots here, but as Jesse outlined for us, it sounds like if it's within the code, it is probably okay. So outwardly, the code is not shown. And what appears on the screen for the user, for the visitor to your website, doesn't say anything about Amazon sponsoring you or your site or being affiliated in any other way than an affiliate marketer referring visitors over to Amazon. So I I think that actually makes sense to me. I don't know how that would play out in a legal court proceeding, but I'm no lawyer. So you will have to make your own decision on how you're going to handle it. But I don't think noting a link is sponsored is going to be an issue. If you do it within the code, following those Google guidelines. That said, as I mentioned, I've never marked any of my links as no follow. I mean, Google, I'm pretty sure they understand what's going on. So I don't, I don't do that. You know, maybe, maybe I'm lazy about that or I should be doing it, but I I literally never have for any of the sites that I've had. So you can check out (laughs) the material over on Amalinks Pro. You can check out what Jesse wrote about it. And actually, l- let me know what you think. Feedback at Doug.show. It would be cool to hear the opinions out there from uh, the audience. In the next few weeks, I have some fun episodes coming up. One thing you may have noticed as I am now talking about some of the upcoming episodes, which peek behind the curtain here, I'm actually getting ahead of my 
schedule. I'm, I'm actually planning a little bit further out, especially around the holidays. And I, I do that a few times a year, or at least historically over the past three or four years, I would work pretty far ahead because I was taking a big trip or I was moving to a new state or moving to a new house or something like that. So it kind of worked out naturally. Plus, you know, throwing a vacation every now and then where I want to unplug so in those cases, I would work ahead a little bit farther, but I was chatting with a friend who has a very big podcast and she was uh, not bragging, but she was talking about how how much she had been working to get ahead of schedule for her pod. And I, I realized that I should be doing that more and that we were approaching the holidays. So when this episode comes out, of course, it'll be, well, what date is it supposed to come out? Early December, right? So it's coming out in early December, and I was thinking, oh, I better get a little bit farther ahead. Farther or further? I'll just keep moving on. Anyway, so I'm planning out a little bit a little bit more, and one cool episode coming up is another update from Christy. So we should have uh, her November number. She just texted me at the, today, the day that I'm recording this, and she has uh, some positive news. So I won't spoil anything here, but November is looking pretty good. So that update in early December, mid-December is going to be an interesting one, I hope. And we're kind of brainstorming ideas for continuing to work together next year in some capacity. So I'm not sure. We have a couple of ideas, but if you have any, I'd, I'd love to hear it. I know one thing is people seem to really enjoy hearing and seeing the updates from Christy, both on uh, this podcast and over on the blog to sort of track along someone's progress. And we want to keep that going. Additionally, and I haven't you know mentioned this anywhere, but I will be working with another person who I'm excited to bring on. Hopefully a success story will be coming out in December to sort of lay the framework and the foundation for working together in 2022 with this new person who I won't even mention yet, but that's just a little bit of a teaser for another case study. The thing that I can tell you is currently she is earning about 1500 per month or so, or at least that was kind of the, the range. Maybe it's about a thousand right now, but it's a seasonal niche. And we're going to kind of look at her few sites that she's working on and hopefully optimize some things, grow her revenue and get more traffic to her site and really just, you know, help her scale. That should be pretty exciting. And I think, you know, in a general sense, I'm probably going to go the same sort of route as we did with Christy, you know, different strategies, of course, but to have monthly updates, to have blog updates and really track along and, and follow the growth, things that work well, things that don't work well. And I'm excited to do that. Another episode coming up is from Kyle Hughes, and he actually hit about a million dollars of revenue, that's top line revenue, with a content agency in under 18 months. So there's some cool stories along with that, and Kyle and I sort of hit it off, um, just exchanging emails and getting to know each other a bit, and we had a nice time during the interview. So a couple cool episodes coming up, and I'm, I'm not going to ramble on for too long. Catch you on the next episode. Have a great day out there.